The best thing since automation. Rodney Dion Live. My next guest is one of the founding members of Australia's most commercially successful independent bands. They've kicked off their national tour with rock legends Rose Tattoo that will make its way to the Edelong Diggers on May 3rd. It's a very big welcome to the guitarist of the hard-ons, Peter Blackie Black. Uh, man, what can I say after that? I'm blushing. <laughs> I, I, I appreciate that I can have that effect. There you go, you still have that effect. Awesome. Getting in a bit of a time machine, if you can there, uh, Peter. Uh, 1981, I believe, the hard-ons originally... Wait a minute. Sorry? How, how did you know I had one? Shit. You... Top secret. Oh, you got a time machine? Oh, yes. There's about four prototypes in the world, but it's really under wraps, and here you are blabbering it on, you know, on, on <laughs> national airways. It's... Oh, man. Okay, will, anyway, cat's out the bag. Yeah, cat's if out the bag now. <laughs> All right, Keep so let's... Keep with the question, sorry to interrupt. Now, uh, let's say 1981, the hard-ons, I guess you could say, that's when they originally formed. Uh, I guess it all... Mm-hmm. Did it all happen at Punchbowl Boys High School? I mean, how did that all come about? Uh, like, you have to ask our parents why they decided to move there. I'm guessing, you know, uh, affordable housing. But we're a bunch of... Uh, kids that went to not just Punchbowl Boys High but we even knew each other before then from the from um, the primary school and for us that was uh, Wally Park but yeah like um, when we all turned like 12, 13 years old uh, it uh, we all pretty much got into uh, I mean we were always into music heavily but the punk rock thing sort of really struck us and um, I don't know you know being buddies discovering awesome music and then you know one thing led to another and you know we just started playing and you started off as the plebs i guess when did it come to the decision to call yourself the hard-ons oh man my time machine isn't as good as ray he seems to remember everything although i did read a science article how we make up our memories and (laughs) i'm pretty convinced that he makes up some stuff because it's like man there is no way you can remember all that detail it's just virtually impossible unless you're you know Einstein or something but um that would have been in 82 and you know we went for a bunch of names we did the plebs for a while we did dead rats like dead rats we even uh as that name we you know did a demo cassette um but then you know when we're getting ready to actually you know play our first party we were sort of thinking, well, we need a name, and we need a name that's, you know, being at the age we were, we wanted something that would piss our parents off, you know, be offensive, and what we considered to be punk rock at the time. So, yeah, and we came up with the hard-ons, because that ticked all the boxes. It was childish, it was stupid, it was offensive. And are still relevant today, perhaps? Uh... Oh, man, oh, yeah, well, look, yeah, you'd want to hope so at our age. But, um, <laughs> no, in, in all seriousness, it's it's the name's probably done, you know, both harm and good in a way that, because um, it's offensive uh, and childish, you know, there's been a lot of people that probably never really taken our sort of, our music seriously. Uh, but at the same time, you know, because of its uh, sort of thickness, I guess, it also gave us a foot in the door because, you know, I mean, we're Aussies, you know, Aussies love taking the piss, and we're mm. clearly taking the piss, so, you know, it, it it did good and bad. 
I'm glad you mentioned that because it, it is a very kind of Australian sounding, I guess, name. And I guess the the sound of the hard ons is a very sort of, I guess, uh, that scumbag indie rock type of sound. Uh, yeah, but it depends on what you. Okay, you know, look, it depends what sort of culture you like. Like, you know, I absolutely adore junk culture. Like, uh, like I, I adore it. You know, for me, I couldn't give a f- about um, Shakespeare, you know. Like, the Phantom means something more to me than Shakespeare does. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, I couldn't care less about Beethoven, but, you know, like, I, I could base my life about, you know, on, you know, a couple of ACDC records. It just depends. So, you know, saying it's sort of, a, you know, sort of dirty, scummy culture, maybe, but it's definitely the one that we're sort of entrenched in and the one that, you know, makes more sense to us, you know, on a day-to-day basis. I actually don't think it is sort of scummy, you know. I think it's, uh, I think it's tops. I didn't mean that as an insult. It was more of a term of in uh, oh, I wasn't taking it as an insult. <laughs> um, you know, I know some people sort of think that. And and it's funny, you, it, like even within, you know, sort of the rock uh, sort of uh, contingent, you know, you do get snobbism over stuff. Like, you know, lately I've had a few people say, our man Ramones weren't that good, which to me is like, that's almost insanity. You know, mm-hmm. that's like saying, I don't know if you're a scientist saying, oh, well, you know, Einstein wasn't that good because it really is that's such a, a big, you know, deal. Like, you know, the Ramones were a band that changed everything. And to say that they're shit, you're, for me, that means you're extremely musically uneducated um, for, for uh, you know, for a various reasons but you know to, to get right into it you know you'd have to talk for freaking hours but hmm. no yeah no I, I definitely didn't take it as an insult but it, it is funny how you know you still like you know today even though rock and roll has been you know like probably the most popular form of music for the last you know god how many years you know getting on 70 80 years and people are still like summing their noses at us it's like man Whatever. No, I, I like it. I, I like it, you know the the indie. I get especially the sort of late eighties, early nineties indie scene, or um, you know grunge, or I mean, it's a mix of punk and everything. Um, that's sort of where I, I I like to go into my so called time machine and uh, flick that type of stuff on. And I really wish I was a teenager growing up in that time, but I was a, a little baby, unfortunately. Everyone sort of wishes that could be, you know, just before they were sort of born. I mean, and and that's pretty normal. But you know, there is something to say that you know. Sometimes the music, definitely the music that f- that first hits you, is the sort of stuff that really stays with you. Like you know, you know, me being a kid of the seventies, I'm never going to be able to, you know, like my blueprint is still, you know, Sabbath and Zeppelin and mm. you know, Purple and ACDC and all those sort of bands. You know, it's for me, it's like absolutely unavoidable. And then a little bit after that, you know, all the early punk rock stuff. It's, you know, there's something about that music that first hits you, um, you know, when you're growing up that is really, it's effing special, you know, and it really stays with you. And was that a collective with the group? Or, like, did, uh, was there, I guess, a vast difference in the type of music they were listening to or performing or into before you guys became an official band? No, we were massive music geeks. We were, like, trading and swapping cassettes and... Mm you know, lending each other albums and also, you know, and giving each other their heads up. And, you know, we would, me and Ray would spend a lot of our weekends, you know, catching the train into the city and visiting all the record shops and, you know, 
listener stuff and then coming home with, you know, two or three new records, you know, whatever we could afford. It's it's a huge for us. It's like we're, you know, beyond geeky when it comes to music. And what about the way in new material for the hard-ons? Anything on the horizon? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, we, we, we did break up once, and then once we reformed, we, you know, we haven't broken up since then. It's just this country is is really artless like uh, as a whole like you know you've used the word collective a few times as a whole as, for, for the most part you know thanks to having you know i don't want to get political but just you know the sort sort of current climate that we're in it's been government hasn't been very forth-putting you know in uh you know in arts at all i'm not just saying you know, not just music but you know acting and you know visual arts and stuff it's been really dreadful for that so when you say it's been a long time between albums that's unavoidable because to be in a band is so inexpensive Mm. and you know like we would love to you know put out a record a week uh but it's just financially impossible so you know, we have to wait till we can save up enough money, and then once we have, then we go in and we, um, you know, record a new record. And it's just funny that you mention that because we did finish, we mixed the last song around quarter past three last Friday. So we do have a new record coming out really soon. And the first thing you'll hear from that, we do have a seven inch coming out on Record Store Day. The home of rock on the coast, Rodney Be Online. Hey, you're listening to uh, Blackie from the Hard-Ons and Nunchaka Superfly, and uh, if you're lucky, some of the solo stuff as well, on Rodney Dion's Live at Coast FM 96.3. The home of rock on the coast, Rodney Dion Live. We're chatting to the guitarist of the Hard-Ons, Peter Black. Now, Rose Tattoo and the Hard-Ons, you guys are uh, doing the Still Never Too Loud tour, which is making its way to Edelong Diggers on May 3rd. Uh, What can Mm -hmm. the punters expect? Uh... Two really loud bands, I guess. <laughs> you know, I never know when people say that sort of thing. You know, I know the way we play. We always play, you know, 120%. But, you know, you never know until the night. You never know until you're up on stage, you know, and you never know until you hit that first chord and you hear what the sound on stage is like with, you know, what's going to happen with the show. You know, you just never know. A million things could happen. You know, but I think what they can expect is like, you know, two bands that love to rock out. Absolutely. Good old Australian rock. Isn't Coffin playing with us as well? Yeah, they are actually, yes. Yeah, they're um, pretty shit hot. So, man, you guys are in for a top night if you come along. I uh, can't wait for May 3rd because I definitely want to check uh, you guys and Rose Tattoo out. I think it's going to be a great performance. But uh, we'll, we'll bring it down a little bit, uh, Peter. How would you like to play Hard or Soft? Hard or soft? Oh my god! Oh my! Like, what am I up for? Well, essentially, what I'm going to do is I'm just going to uh, give you a scenario or um, a description of something, and you have to describe whether it's hard or soft. Alrighty. So we'll start off with long division math. Hard. That is hard. Uh, ice cream. Well, if you get some of the dairy-free uh, versions, which I do, because me and dairy is a bad. Uh, it's a very bad idea. Uh, hard as well. All right, well, I had soft, but we'll go with hard then. All right, what about a mate that doesn't shout the next round, even though it is his turn? Okay, if we're talking coffee, that's really soft. <laughs> uh, what about a date with Pauline Hanson? 
correct answer being soft but then uh, I can completely unrelated to the last question but if you had a Viagra it would be uh, uh, blue hard from what I understand <laughs> oh, let me play my own way you know when you get those old annoying uh, uncles I do it to my nieces all the time when you know they, I want to play a game or something and I just completely play the fool play the fool sorry well, that's been hard and soft, Peter. I greatly appreciate you playing that. And I, like I said, I'm really looking forward to you, you guys, the hard-ons and Rose Tattoo. You're going to rock the Edlon Diggers, May 3rd, all part of the uh, Never Never Loud Enough tour. It's going to be sensational, and I appreciate you having a chat to me. Uh, not a problem, man. I appreciate you. I'll take an interest. It's awesome. The best thing since automation, Rodney Dion Live.